Welcome to the Creative Spark podcast. I'm your host, Dominique Faller, and it is my mission to keep your creative spark alive, no matter how crazy your life gets. This podcast will teach you how to find the space to light your creative spark and fire up your creative side business. You can stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us on Instagram at Creative Spark Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by my free calendar space challenge. Head over to creativespark.link forward slash calendar and learn how to steal time, prioritize effectively, and clear space in your calendar for creativity. Now let's dive into today's episode. You are listening to episode 11 of the Creative Spark podcast, and today we're going to talk about passion, specifically how your passions hold the key to what you really should be doing with your life. The majority of people are trapped in jobs they don't love. Surveys show the majority of people don't even like what they do. Considering you spend eight hours a day, if not more, doing this stuff, it begs the question why people keep doing it. Money is obviously a great motivator. Getting your bills paid is important, but I'll never forget the conversation Jim Carrey had once in an interview where he said he'd watched his father fail at something he hated. If you're going to risk failure, why not try something you're passionate about instead? In Jim's case, he was passionate about making people laugh, and he didn't fail. But even if he did, failing at something you're enjoying doesn't seem as bad as failing at something you hate. Some people haven't discovered their true passion yet. Some people lose interest in their old passions, and some people never discover them at all. It might help if you've replaced the word passion with obsession, or maybe interest. It might be something you'd like to try and don't even know if you like it yet. The thing to remember about passions is that you can't always plan them. They happen to you. It might be slowly, like when I started kayaking. I wasn't passionate about it. I didn't even know if I'd like it, but I have a knee injury, and so my husband suggested we get a double kayak so that I could still keep exercising. After six months of daily paddling, I can safely say I'm obsessed. I'm absolutely loving it. Things I didn't even know I would love, like watching the pelicans fly low over the river, the peacefulness of the water and the open sky. Strangely, the partnership it's formed between my husband and I because we have to coordinate in our double kayak. The challenge we have trying to beat our own time and the glass of wine I earn after a good paddle. There are so many things I love about my daily kayaking adventures that I never could have foreseen when we first bought it. But passions might also strike you like a bolt of lightning. When I first saw Robert Sheehan as Klaus in the Umbrella Academy, I sat bolt upright from the couch and started Googling, who was this guy? What else was he in? And before I knew it, I was devouring every episode of The Misfits, every episode of Love and Hate. I watched Sway Lake and Mortal Engines and a whole string of awful movies just because Robert was in them. The trick with passions is to keep your eye out for them, cultivate them, try new things and give things a go looking for them. You won't find new things if you stick to the same well-worn paths. So novelty is a good start when looking for a passion. There's a reason this podcast is called the Creative Spark Podcast. Sometimes all it takes is a spark. If you're not 100% clear on what you're passionate about or what you should be pursuing, this is where a passion plan comes in. A passion plan keeps you looking for new things, trying and tasting and cultivating all the new experiences life has to offer. It also lets you know where old passions have turned stale. It's okay to have once loved yo-yos or dinosaurs or web design and no longer want anything to do with them. I used to be an illustrator for 13 years, but I haven't drawn anything for decades. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with riding horses, but then at 15, I sold mine and never rode again. I've replaced old passions and interests with new ones. 
So as part of your passion plan, it's okay to identify those old passions, thank them and set them free. Hanging on to your old guitar or paintbrushes or calligraphy set can sometimes bring on feelings of heaviness or guilt. If you're no longer passionate about them, set them free and cultivate new passions. You don't have to get back into them one day if you're just not feeling it anymore. Let's dive into some actionable steps you can take to create your own passion plan. So start by listing all the things you loved as a child. And children seem to embrace passions much more easily. They get obsessed with things and then three weeks later they've put it in the cupboard and never pick it up again. That's a perfectly natural activity. It's us trying to find out what we're into and what we're not into. Is this for me or is this not for me? And kids are really good at getting obsessed at something and just really immersing themselves in it. As adults, we seem to have this deal where you've got to be able to make money out of it or it's got to be for a purpose or it has to prove its worth or something before you even pick it up. So think about when you were a child and you were free of these responsibilities, you were just able to fully immerse yourself in stuff and you might have given it away really quickly or might have stuck at it for years. So as I said, when I was a kid, the things I was obsessed with were horses and rocks. (laughs) I know that sounds really weird, but I wanted to be a geologist and I just, I think my granddad gave me a book on identifying rocks and I just thought this was fantastic. And look, I still really like rocks, but I'm certainly not going to cultivate that as a passion as an adult. Same with horses. I loved riding them and everything about horses and I'd read horsey stories and I had model horses and I made little horsey jumping, um, you know, like three-day event (laughs) setups in my backyard with little fences and little things for the horses to jump. And in the end, I loved building the models and things more than actually riding the horses. So that formed a new part of my career path to actually go and make little worlds and things. So once you've taken a trip down memory lane and thought about all those things you're obsessed with as a kid, and I'm talking, I don't know, 5 to 15, think about all the things that you were passionate about five years ago. So in recent memory, list those out. So once you've written all the past things that you've been obsessed with or passionate about or interested in, write a list of all the new things you'd like to try in the future. The one day list, the someday, someday I'd love to. What are those interests? What are those pursuits? Write them all down. So once you've got your list, for each passion you've listed, past, present and future, rate its importance on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being you really don't care about it and 10 being really important to you. Take a look at the things you've ranked 7 or above and write down some steps that you can take now to fan the flames. How can you turn these things into raging fires of passion if they aren't already? So like I said earlier, I didn't know that I was going to be passionate about kayaking. I didn't take it up because I was passionate about it. I took it up because my husband suggested it as a way to exercise without hurting my knee. Fairly early in, I knew that this wasn't that bad and I actually quite enjoyed it and there were things about it that I liked. And so for me to fan the flames of that passion, I had to make sure it was more comfortable for myself. So I went and got some proper gloves because I was getting blisters on my hands. And we also committed to going every second day. So I actually took that schedule and put it in my calendar and so that would mean that we would commit to it whether it was raining rain hail shine it's kayak day so those were a couple of steps that I took buying gloves and scheduling it on the calendar to make sure that I would take the little spark of interest or passion that I had in kayaking and it would mean that I could fan the flames to make it something that I'm becoming obsessed about and now on the days when it's a non-kayaking day I kind of look outside and go oh be nice to go kayaking today If you're struggling to find any passions you can currently rank at seven or above, 
it's time to look at the passions or let's call them interests that you've ranked six or below. Are there any potential creative sparks? Can you fan the flames of any of these to see if there might be potential for a bigger fire? So if none of these are working or if none of these are really sparking your interest, it's probably time to actively pursue some new passions. These are probably the ones on your someday list. They might need to move to the today list. So make a plan to take up some new activities. What will it take for those someday items to start happening now? I hope this episode has helped persuade you to conduct your own passion plan and get real about what fuels your creativity. In the next episode of the Creative Spark podcast, we'll take a look at three ways to uncover your true passion. Head to creativesparkpodcast.com forward slash blog forward slash episode 11 and look for the links in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's topic and want to go a little deeper, head over to creativesparkpodcast.com for all the resources mentioned in this episode. Please also head over to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. Remember to subscribe while you're there because it's easy to miss episodes when they pop up every few days. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Spark podcast. I'm your host, Dominique Faller, and I'll be back again very soon with another Creative Spark to light up your day.